Rich, what are you looking at on Twitter? It, it, it's like some kind of animal with a long neck. Is it a llama? Alpaca. Don't ever insult me like that again. What What are you doing looking at alpacas? I follow an alpaca farm on Twitter. All right? All right, don't judge me. That's what I do. They're happy. They're in a good mood always. They kind of bump into each other. It's like, hey, Jim, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, they're just chilling out. Why? You're, you, what? 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 Why do you like to watch alpacas frolic on social media? Let me tell you something. I'm scrolling through and everybody's screaming at everybody. Some people are upset. Some people are upset that you didn't notice how upset they were. And then an alpaca looks like, it just looks like a glass of lemonade just showed up on my Twitter feed. And they're just happy. And they have hairstyles that look like they're out of the 80s and they, run, they, they were like in a synth pop band. They're just kind of ridiculous. And they're, there's just an absolute innocence and purity to it in the middle of my feet because Twitter is kind of a mess right now. keep lists. It's a feature in Twitter. I'm into headphones, a bunch of different Twitter users talk about headphones. And it's just, uh, it's still the last sane corner of Twitter to a large extent. But recently, uh, one of the headphone people was like, I'm out of here. Now, I thought maybe someone had told him that dynamic driver headphones are better than planar magnetic, but that's not why he was leaving. <laughs> which is, by the way, very controversial, which is better. We'll come back to this in a future episode. <laughs> he was leaving because I think he was exhausted uh, with Twitter. It was kind of tiring. It was kind of boring a little bit. I, I've noticed also someone else is posting a hell of a lot less. This is true. I've, I've drifted off. I've drifted off before, but I, I'm not feeling it lately. F-Train, Twitter handle yeah. of Paul Ford, has kind of bailed a little bit. I noticed that, which is surprising. I I work with you. I see you a lot during your waking hours. You love Twitter. Look, I don't need to explain what's wrong with Twitter. There's someone we know who was very early at Twitter. His name is Jason Goldman. I called him up and I, I just said, you know, what's going on here and what's coming next and where should people go? Because he's got a lot of thoughts and feelings. And uh, so let's let's listen to him talk for a little bit. That sounds great. I was at Twitter from early 2007 until the end of 2010. And I was on the okay. board of directors and I was head of product. And one of the big things I believe to be true that I think you believe as well is that if you give people an interesting text box, unexpectedly delightful things can happen. Often terrible things, but unexpectedly delightful things can happen. Twitter was just a text box that people could do anything with. And all of a sudden, relatively early, Japanese users were using the API to create synthetic cats that were talking to each other programmatically, um, you know, to such an extent that we had to like, you know, partition them onto a specific, specific infrastructure to handle how much load the synthetic cats were sending at us from Japan. And so Hold if on. You, let's if, just, you know what, we have a minute. <laughs> what were the synthetic, what did they look like? They were like anim, they were like eight bit. Uh, I think they, Neko is the Japanese word for cat. The client was like called Neko JP. And all of a sudden, like when, you know, there would be this diurnal effect. This is when the homepage of Twitter.com was like the public timeline. It was just sure. all of the tweets. And all of a sudden, when Japan would wake up, there'd be all of these 8-bit cats 
just like, you know, our, aunt, our ASCII cats, like talking to each other in Japanese. And we were like, what, what is going on? And it became such a thing that we had to create, we had to create the hide from public timeline flag, which was the original shadow ban. Because it was like, all right, well, we can't show these people on the public timeline. And if we're not going to show the 8-bit anime cats, we'll just apply that flag to anyone who's like talking crazy on the public timeline or whatever. And that was the original shadow ban. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was like a thing that happened relatively early. Because again, people will do weird things. All of the people who worked on, like all of the founders, like the people who helped build Twitter, Jack, Biz, Noah, those are three deeply weird people. I mean, like, sure. they, like they, they all have deep idiosyncrasies and like as a result, like the product came with this imbued oddness that inspired weirdness as well. But like, you know, the idea that you're just going to like start over and like, you know, you're, you're just going to start over on this journey and hopefully find the same things along the way just doesn't seem as compelling to me. Make something strange and work on it for years and you might see an interesting result. Clone yeah. Twitter and you have a cover band. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, okay. So I'm listening to this and I'm going, where should I go next? Yeah. You, you were there early days. You liked that cool energy. You helped create it. Yeah. And now I, I don't like the vibe. The vibe is, is making me feel weird. What do you think I should do? I, so I do think like finding, I, I do think finding a discord for something that you're into is actually pretty interesting. Like mm -hmm. as a place to, as a place that you can have, it's going to feel like a community in a way that actually Twitter really can't because it's open and public and you bump into all these other things. Twitter doesn't have that feeling of community, a discord that's based around something that you have a shared affinity with does. So it's very, and, and you see how thirsty people are for that sense of home. I, I'm in a bunch of these different discords for podcasts. I like, and people feel at home. They feel that they have found their people and that they're able to talk about the stuff that they like in a place that isn't going to be actively trolled or they're not going to be amplified to the part of the internet they didn't want to deal with. And, and they're grateful for that to exist. So I think that's that that mode does exist. It just requires a bit of effort. And Discord's hard to use too. Like it's not like it's not it's not like a trivial piece of software. It's complicated. Um, but you know, you there there are options and places you can find homes. You started your career, your big web career at Blogger. Is there yeah. a future for the longer form, more thoughtful stuff? Can we go in the other direction? Or is that moment sort of past just given the architecture of, of the web? I don't, and the web? I don't think so. I, and, and another thing I was thinking about was sort of the architectural similarity to having a podcast that you're into and being in the Discord for that podcast and then there being a Substack author that you really like and some many Substack authors have discords that are very active that allow them to engage with their audience. But of course, Substack itself also has community features that allows you to be a part of the community. That too is basically the, that that is the text version of the podcast based community idea. In both cases, what it's doing is it's, it's allowing people who are creators who are willing to kind of put something out there as content to very easily sort of feel that they have a community around them. And again, it's scale free. If you have 50 people who are into the thing that you produce, it feels like you're winning. It feels like you're a success because you've got positive feedback from people who say, I love this. I love having this in my ears when I take my dog out for a walk. It doesn't matter that you're not going to be Michael Barbaro or you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be Casey Newton writing platform or whatever. You can have a audience that enjoys spending time with you. And the people in that audience will also enjoy being part of that community. All right. 
Jason Goldman, I want to thank you for coming on Ziadi and Ford Advisors. This is a privilege to be here. So what happened to me is that I went on to Mastodon. Oh boy, you set me up here. <laughs> I can tell. So Rich, I'm, I'm really, let me explain. Let me, let me hold you down and explain Mastodon to you. Let me, let me give you a starting point and then you tell me where I'm off. It's okay. a Twitter alternative. You post to Mastodon, it puts them on a server and you follow other people, right? Kind of. Okay. Yes. Yes. It looks and feels a lot like Twitter. Okay. But it's different. Twitter had all the tweets. Okay. Okay. So when you post on Twitter, yeah. you tweet, it all goes to one place, Twitter. Twitter.com. Yep. And then Twitter sees who follows you and spits your post back out onto other people's feeds. It's like one giant supercomputer that does all the stuff. It's centralizing all the content in one place, policing it as best they can, and then spitting it back out. So there are a few clones that kind of work like that, but have a little, you know, a little twist. And then there's Mastodon. Okay, so Mastodon is not one thing. And it's not really, it's not a Twitter clone. It's a client that lets you talk to um, activity pub servers in the Fediverse. I can explain as much you or see, as little of that you, as this you want. This is you showing off now. All right. Stop me where this is, where I'm getting it wrong. When I post on Mastodon, it goes to the Mastodon.com server. It does not. Okay. Where is it going? It goes to, so Mastodon is not one server, but tens of thousands of individually operated servers, like franchises. Like there's not, imagine McDonald's, oh. right? Like everybody sets up a Mastodon server at their own domain name. I could set one up. You could set one up. We could set one up right now. And then you decide who gets to come in. Okay. So this is the Fediverse. Instead of one central place, it's many servers that, so it's like a BBS because I can invite my friends in and we can see each other's posts. Except if you have an account on the BBS and someone else has another BBS. Uh-huh. Another server. You can follow them at that ah, other account. So, so these different servers are talking to each other. That's correct. Got it. So there's a California is great server and there is a headphone advice server and it's just people there. But I can follow people that are in a political party, in the headphone community, and put them all into one feed. That's is that, right. Is that right? And so they have longer addresses. It's I am at ftrain at tilde.zone. Got it. Because I'm on that particular server. Got so it. when you, the, the fact that the servers can talk to each other is called, that's federation. Mm -hmm. And that's the Fediverse. Got it. There is no central repository. This is all about people finding each other. Okay, let me help you find my neo-Nazi server, Paul. I That's, could set one. I have you're giving me total control here. I could, I could sign up for a hosting provider at a hosting provider and just set up neo-Nazi.mastodon.social or whatever. You absolutely can do that. Okay, so then this sounds terrible. So just like you can go into Twitter and start running your mouth about your Nazi stuff, but then in, in theory, people would block you or moderators would shut you down, right? Mm -hmm. 
the way it works here is different, which is you are you start your Nazi server and you invite in lots of Nazi friends, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do Nazis do? They don't like to actually just talk amongst themselves. They like to say racist or awful things to other they like people. They yell at other people. Exactly. They're very frustrated. So what happens on Mastodon is you go, hey, wait a minute. Looks like that's a bunch of Nazis. And hey, you're my admin. So there are blocking tools and so on, but you can say to the admin, why don't we just make it so that none of the Nazis can talk to any of our people? Ah. And so, of course, what happens is being the internet, there's lots of tools for loose coordination. So there are lists of um, instances to block places that talk about really bad stuff like Nazis, pedophilia, or all that stuff. I see. That's interesting. So my entire server will be blocked out of a broader network. But if I find a a sibling Nazi community based in Finland, not to suggest that the Finnish, the fine Finnish people would ever do that. We could talk to each other. Correct. Those two servers could talk to each other. But the rest of the world may say, no Nazis, we don't want you know, disgusting Nazi rhetoric. You're blocked. The That's whole exactly server. Right. So if I've got thousands of people on there, nothing they post on that server We'll make it out to the the universe. Got it. And and it helps you to avoid the well. He's just there's just one bad apple challenge mm, where it's mm. like oh he's a little noisy and mm. he you know he has those swastikas but the rest of us are pretty nice. Yeah. The the way it goes is you just go nope sorry all of you are off limits until you deal with your stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So all right, but let me let me present a hairy situation for you. Okay, I like hairy situations. I created uh, the um, red, red wine Mastodon server. Communist or far right? Far right. Okay. Not too far right. I'm actually a pretty sensible admin, Paul. Great. Um, I believe the best uh, outcomes happen when there is spirited discussion and debate in, in, in really um, courteous context. Would you and- call yourself... Fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so, and then I was like, you know what? Uh, people can come on, and uh, I I hooked up to um uh blue uh blue Monday Mastodon server. It's kind of a good name for like a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> blue Monday. Blue Monday server, and look, they're left leaning, and I've got you know a lot of like you know, free speech advocates and second amendment people on the, on my server, which is right leaning. And they're, 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 you know, they've, they've had some, some throwdown fights. And, and now I've got my users telling me, can you please block that server? And I'm like, no, I don't want to block that server. And then they said, you know what, if you don't block that server, we're going to leave to the, the other like right leaning server. And, uh, and, I'm in a I'm in a situation now where like they only want to hear uh you know they don't they want it to be a club and I said no that's that's not how we get to a good place that doesn't sound good that sounds like this is all kind of just a bunch of clubs where everybody's sort of self you know echo chamber you are under no deal? obligation as their admin to do anything but they threaten to leave they can leave that is a power tool here they can pick up they can say I want to move my account from here to okay. You know, like January 6th zone and just never uh, talk to anyone who isn't far right again. 
Okay. It, it, there's okay. a straight up migration tool. You can just yep. say, I'm going to take my followers and my follow the, the people I'm following. Okay. And I'm going to go over here. And okay. The, the other server goes, hey, Okay, cool. so the user has the power to always take their list of follows and followers uh, go elsewhere. The entire strategy of this platform is mm-hmm. to just let people take their toys and go home. Got it. It strikes me as something that's going to allow more sane connections to thrive and the more radical ones to self-isolate. Look, global figures, political figures, presidents, fine. Does any individual deserve a million followers? Well, if they do, they need to be providing content that 20,000 different servers find interesting and engaging. Right. I don't think you have that kind of... The thing with Twitter is because it's one place, there's kind of a compound interest aspect to audience. Mm. People with more audience get more audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There'll be some of this here, but it is spread out. This is states rather than Mm. federal, right? And so you just... It it favors a kind of local... To, you're going to be the best climate scientist in your community. You're going to be the yeah. the most interesting modular synth builder. Yeah. You're not going to be a you, Kardashian. It's just not that, yeah. it's not constructed to give you the kind of sponsorship and impact that would, would force you to like Which connect what, to this. That's, and that's, that's what people love, right? They love that attention and that's not, and this place is sort of, this has mechanisms that sort of limit it in a good way, which by the way, also highlights how incredibly hard the job of moderation is at Twitter, like how big of an endeavor it actually is, right? Um, Well, what this argues is that it's not worth doing on a centralized platform. It's better mm -hmm. to just spread the work out around thousands and thousands of people who are interested in taking care of a local community of journalists, professors, cobblers, headphone enthusiasts, as opposed to assuming that one company can moderate all human speech equitably. Let me ask you this. When I'm deciding that a um, that I've joined a particular server on Mastodon, and I was like, you know what? Nobody here, like for some reason they blocked the gardening server. Correct. But I liked I can't follow them. Because I committed to that server that blocked the gardening server. I can't follow any people on the gardening server. You might be able to get around that. I'm not quite sure. Okay. I think you might. Like, I okay. think that basically individual choice does tend to trump. But I But there is this, but at the same time, like, that's not easy. That's yeah. not as simple as one click. Got it. Got it. Um, All right, Paul, this sounds complicated. And... Not very user friendly. We're both tech savvy. You love servers, and I don't mean that in the fine dining sense. I mean that as in like a, it's the nerd. We're nerds. Yes. This is rough. This is pretty rough. Like, is somebody gonna make this easy? You know when we talk to crypto people and they say, "Hey, it's still early." Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I can't buy stuff that easily. Wallets are weird. It's a ton of work. Yes. However, in this case, I signed up for a server. I got access to the web client. It was actually easier. It was easy. I got a app called MetaText that works just fine. It's a lot like Twitter. Okay. It works on my phone. 
and I have 6,000 followers, and I'm posting fun stuff from archive.org. Okay. So, yes, the barrier to entry is definitely higher, but not terrible. It takes a little bit of work. Are you enjoying it? The vibe is so good right now. I don't know mm. what can last, but I definitely, <laughs> it reminds me, look, I think where we're headed, Rich, and I, I didn't think this was possible, but I think we're headed in this zone. Like, do I think that this is going to take over Facebook? No, not really. Do I think this will destroy Twitter? No, not really. I think Twitter was going to destroy itself. Um, but in this zone, mm. I think we're headed back towards an almost blogging style. Mm vibe because mm. what you what you see are the professors all getting together and what they're going to want to do is mm. publish for each other mm. people aren't as wired to virality and attention and likes and and et cetera, et cetera. it's more about it's a little more sober uh, Look, i think is a way to put it if right? i was getting a phd yeah. right now yeah focused on human computer interaction mm -hmm. i would show how the architectural decisions at the Fediverse activity pub level mm -hmm. versus those of Twitter at the API level mm -hmm. lead to radically different products. Mm -hmm. They kind of sure. look the same. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. We should also point out, because it makes everyone upset, that Mastodon is but one Fediverse application. It's the most successful by far. But there are also tools for classic blogging, and there are also tools of... of so so the, a whole new world is coming into being. Yep. Um. And it's exciting. It's interesting. There's good stuff out there, and there's and it's growing pretty quickly. Mastodon is not new. It's worth sharing that with it's the world. It's been around for many years. Yeah, and and now there's interest because I think people are feeling a, a bit of a sense of control uh, over the experience, and also you know the trust around what Twitter is going to be has kind of gone down. I think that's real. Um, all right, uh, Paul, can people follow us on uh, I don't know Ziadi and Ford at Mastodon social dot something we're not there yet the relationship between mastodon and brands is something that the culture is working oh. out i know in theory we could sign up at one of the big providers i'm Got giving it. it a minute we'll figure fine. that out fine um i think we just put out the best 101 on mastodon we i mean this was the ultimate advisory podcast bro what we didn't do is explain exactly how to sign up we'll put some links in to other resources we don't need to, to rehash the, that yes i th i think people need to get out there and try it i think they should try it um we are ziadi and ford advisors paul follow us on twitter ziadi ford it's still there still there hello okay. at ziadiford.com the person who wrote and said hey that email isn't working thank you for that we fixed that i fixed that dan thank you dan thanks dan um hit us up with podcast ideas things you'd like advice about we love getting emails um and uh follow us on all the usual places where podcasts thrive uh except for mastodon right now except for mastodon right at this very moment paul uh you've kind of won me over a little bit i'm gonna go check it out i have not checked it out as of this recording it's time let's do it have okay. a great week everyone